Hello, everyone. Welcome to Goat King Riders Club. I'm Nathan Don't Hull. Look at Aaron. Look at the camera. Oh. <laughs> hey, going guys. Welcome to Goat King Riders Club. We're here with our new host. New host, uh, yeah. Our new host. Ah. The the host. The host. Yeah. Let them know who you are. Well, I'm not Nathan Hull, so... Thank God for that. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a few <laughs> disappointed punters out there. Uh, no, we love you, Hull, and... Uh, we won't see you soon, I don't think. No, Too he's been he's been butchering animals by the looks of yeah, his Instagram account. Yeah, uh, chef scraps, art scraps, art scraps, killing it across the board. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, my name's Luke Greenwood, uh, as uh, Nathan and uh, Sean would refer to me as as Gumby. So, yeah, pleasure to be here. So, can the fans call you Gumby? Uh, they can. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of fan mail. <laughs> well, actually, you might remember this. This is when you nearly killed us in Thailand. Just to give you. <laughs> A rough idea. Do you remember this? I do recall this. Uh, it, uh, hopefully the footage can be seen. It's a bit blurry. It's, it's <laughs> uh, I think we were about 18 at the time. First away trip. 20, 20 and 21, I think. <laughs> yeah, and someone uh, didn't tell us that uh, <laughs> you shouldn't plant it too firmly in the ground. Yeah, the instructions on those Thailand fireworks weren't really clear. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, nearly... Killed ourselves, as you just saw. Um, but before we jump into it, yeah, yeah. I've got a bit of a gripe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, episode 10. Look at this fucking nerd. <laughs> I, uh, I put my blood, sweat and tears into a 99-word story. <laughs> I was absolutely savaged In by the performance? Because your dad wrote it. We all know your dad wrote it. My dad uh, didn't write it, uh, although well, he might take clear, claims. It was that good, he might actually claim it. Your dad is an acclaimed author. He is an acclaimed author. And you can see why me and Hull would assume, knowing you for the last, what, 20 years, that a story like that would not come out of your mouth. It's a, it's a, it's a fair <laughs> accusation. But there was a few other things apart from uh, being uh, accused of being plagiarised. You're very thin-skinned because you only <laughs> appeared in the one episode. And then That's true, I disappeared <laughs> after that. Um, well, I was so mortified that uh, <laughs> oh, of, of what was, you know, the names being thrown my way, including being confused. Oh, we tarnished a, the good Greenwood <laughs> name. Being confused as a Canadian. No, no, that's a whole that thing. That is a whole thing. So I'm just going to clarify, I, uh, I'm i not Canadian. I've got New Jersey roots. Um, Which probably, Sean, you'd know that, that from, you know, Jersey Shore and Snooky. Yeah, yeah. Some of the more yeah. informed people probably, yeah. uh, the Sopranos. It's about half an hour from Canada. <laughs> it is pretty close yeah, to Canada. You could still. kick your football from yeah. Jersey to Canada, yeah. right? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know Canadian what that was all about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there was a few other things. Nerd, dork. You know, there's a few yeah, other no, like I think me and Hull really hit the mark, but it was uh, it was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah. you might not have enjoyed it, but no. I enjoyed it. Hull enjoyed yeah. it, and there was what there was there was <laughs> I'm one. Sure you guys <laughs> enjoyed it. There was one more thing thrown my way, but it's actually inspired my horror story. So uh, we can we can wait for that a bit later on in the episode. Uh, did you want to kick off the story? We can jump straight in. Yeah, yeah what's absolutely. So let's see, you're a, because your mum is also a, a world acclaimed. Artist. She is, and uh, this, you are going to have no qualms in saying it was not plagiarised <laughs> when you have a look at the, uh, the artwork. Oh, geez. The beast. The beast. Well, it, it actually came out a lot better than I expected. It has a bit of, uh, 
uh, garbage pack kid vibe to it. Yeah, that's fair. I stuffed up what I was trying to do around the, the mouth region. Is it a mustache or like no, an octopus was, tentacle? It, neither. Good guess. Uh, it was meant to be steam coming out of the nostrils. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no good. It doesn't look angry though. That's you needed to put the bad boy eyebrows on it. Look, I will... Promise. And there's an anchor tattoo, which I think... Is this me? Am I the beast? You are not the beast. Okay. um, But I promise to improve my artwork on the name of my mother. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is actually horrific. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think your mum would be happy to put that on the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fair call. With a big F next to it. Yeah. She marked it. All right. Should I launch in? So I'm guessing this is called the beast. It is called the beast. All All right. Here we go. There's a noise that startles him awake. Paralysed with fear, he can hear something rustling in the grass. He can't move. There's a whoosh of a wind that goes past. He now can smell a weird smell. Smells like tiger tiger balm. What on earth is this creature that is prowling around? A mighty roar of sound comes from afar. It sounds like there's thousands of chants and, and shouting of a name. He can't quite make out what they're saying. Sweat is now trickling down his face. Finally, some adrenaline kicks in and he can move his legs and arms. He can look around. He can make out a shadow. The figure is enormous, chest the size of a barrel, shoulders broader than a silverback gorilla. There's steam pouring from the nostrils. He now has a fight-or-flight choice, either run head-on towards the hulking figure or run away. The chants, the noises are getting louder. The shadow takes a step. He can see more. There's a thick set of long blonde hair hanging off the face of the hulking figure whoosh the beast runs straight towards him he braces but he's smashed in the ground all the oxygen has left his body he's starting to see colors purple to his feet and bang from behind the creature sticks a knee into his back rattling his rib cage the noise from the sky goes to an ungodly decibel level desperation for survival now takes over There's only one way out. He needs to take on the creature one-on-one. He sees it pacing. He knows it's coming for him one last time to finish him off. The beast picks up momentum and beelines straight for him. He stands his ground and bang, the creature splits him right down the middle. This is it. This is the end, he thinks. Done for. The creature is going to feast on him. Suddenly, a hand reached out for his neck, followed by another. These are not the beast's hands but he can see the silhouette of the beast in the background looking down at him. He's picked up, wobbly on his feet. These hands assist him and slowly carrying him past the beast. The beast's eyes firmly locked in like he's deeply looking into his soul. He looks away, careful not to make eye contact for too long. Finally, he can make out the sounds coming from the sky. Waterhouse, Waterhouse, Waterhouse. The nightmare of his first game of having to man Clive Waterhouse one-on-one is over. So who was the beast? Clive Waterhouse. Oh, who did he knock out then? Just some... The guy, the random guy. You did not follow you my be, story? <laughs> I did, but like... I assumed it would have been like an Eagles player. You... I don't think Clive Waterhouse ever knocked anyone out. Okay, you take, took Paul, it, you took it too, literally. So, in that episode 10, you and Nathan referred to me as a dipshit Eagles supporter. So, yeah, I yeah. thought I'd do something nice. Yeah. And make your cult hero... This scary beast that, you know, drew fear into his opponents. Did he not? Yeah, but that doesn't really 
diminish his reputation. <laughs> if anything, it just adds to the legend of Clive Waterhouse. I was adding to the legend. I was, I was, uh, I was trying to, I guess, give a bit of a peace pipe to uh, you and Nate. For, it uh, sounds like a real suckhole move, if you ask me. Maybe right. you should have just turned into like a Troy Wilson thing. They. Troy Wilson. Yeah, Troy Wilson. The AFL was pumping That's him up true. the other day. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry for uh, trying to do a bit of a piecemeal uh, no. offering. No, this podcast isn't for cowards, man. Okay, that's fair, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> oh, I better show you mine. Show you mine. You want to check it out? I do. I'm I actually th- really intrigued. I, th- I think your mum would really enjoy it. More than mine? Uh, well, if you took the mother-son relationship out, I think she would. But I think your mum might be a bit biased. Oh, this is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the sort of the theme of artwork, which would be classified as Steve Smith, FedEx, the black trench coat. Hmm. Maybe something to do with the ball tampering. Steve Smith. Or it could be Steve Smith from uh, American Dad. Um, Steve Smith was just uh, the most generic name I could think <laughs> okay. Not the cricketer or the <laughs> character from American Dad. Okay. No. Right. It's actually pretty impressive. I don't know what's going on in the background at all. It's almost uh, like there's some half of those stushy, stussy, you know, those uh, yeah, S, yeah, yeah. S shapes that just I, go I on. I won't lie. The thing I'm most proud of in this picture is this creepy dude's fringe. Looks like he's got Gene Simmons' face make, makeup on from Kiss. Oh, no, that's not what I was... I was going for, like, the 90s Edward Furlong total... Uh, Terminator 2, where yeah. he had the fringe over the top. Well, what I was told as a young kid is there can't be anything good coming from a, a guy in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you might, whatever you're thinking, you might be on, on the right path. So, it, oh, did you guess what it's called? Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go FedEx. Uh, no, it's called the Black Trench Coat. Right, the the other the other word is on there. <laughs> it was a fifty fifty shot. Yeah. The postman made his rounds through some of the scariest streets in the city. He was coming to the end of his shift and he had one last package to deliver. His GPS located the address, but it was nothing but a decrepit old building. The postman saw a strange looking man at the street corner wearing a long black trench coat. Excuse me, sir, are you waiting for a package? Are you Steve Smith? The trench coat man stared at the postman. His eyes were lifeless as he stared at the postman as if looking into his soul. The postman asked again, Are you waiting here for a package, sir? The man in the dark trench coat continued staring through his dirty mop hair fringe. The postman grew increasingly impatient with the man in the black trench uh, in the dark trench coat. Look, if this is yours, just take it. Otherwise, I'm just going to leave it here. The man in the dark trench coat showed the slightest hint of a smirk on one side of his mouth. His smile slowly grew larger, revealing his last few teeth that were yellow and black and holding on for dear life. Come on, mate, stop fucking around. Is this your package or not? If you don't tell me, I'm going to have to take it back to the depot, the frustrated postman said. The man in the black trench coat raised his hand from his trench coat pocket. His dry, frail hand was so white it was almost translucent, summoned the postman towards him. Is it yours or not? Otherwise I'm fucking off, the postman screamed. The man in the 
black trench coat raised his ghost-like hand to his mouth before summoning him to come closer with his frail old hand. The postman took a few steps towards the man in the black trench coat before he let out a blood-curdling scream that caused the postman to fall on his ass. The man in the black trench coat stood over the now vulnerable postman as he continued his blood-curdling scream. The man in the black trench coat screamed and screamed. The postman was too frightened to move. The man in the black trench coat violently opened his trench coat, exposing his horrible, frail old body and his disgusting old man dick before dis- disappearing into the abandoned buildings. The postman could still hear the echo of the maniacal laugh bouncing off the weary walls. The postman got to his feet and dusted himself dusted himself off, unsure what to do with the package now. He took a lo- uh, closer look at the package and saw that it was no longer addressed to Steve Smith, but to the postman. He looked around, thinking it was some sort of prank, before deciding to open it. He looked inside. It was a black trench coat and a photo of the old man in the trench coat's penis, with a message written on the back, Now it, now it is you who is cursed to get their dick out in public. The postman dropped the box in shock as the urge to get his dick out in front of strangers completely consumed him. So that is... That is horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, uh, it's almost like uh, I'm a flash of sympathiser. (laughs) (laughs) But it's almost like the the curse has moved on. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, there's like a... Oh, there's a curse. Oh, like there's a horror movie about yeah. it, but it was like based on STDs. It follows. <laughs> it follows. Yeah, it follows, and right. it's like uh, uh, this thing follows you, and then you got to fuck someone, and then they get the curse, and then they have to go back and yeah. forth. Yeah. So the the viewers are not going to see the, the picture of the old man's yeah, dick. Yeah, it'll be here. Oh, yeah, oh no, no dick. No, no. I mean, the curse I can draw could, the, it for the curse could follow through Perth. <laughs> I don't think... Have we ever had that many flashes? We've, did, we had poopers. There is some jogger poopers, apparently, yeah. yeah. Wasn't one... Oh, or was that on the East Coast? The And he was a politician or something, or like a local councilman. And he was like the <laughs> notorious pooper. I don't know about that, but... You don't remember that? No. And then someone got a photo of him, and he was like, had his pants... T- <laughs> you don't remember this? No. Uh, no. Aaron, I remember somebody like Cottesloe or Scarborough complaining that someone... Kept jogging in the morning and, and shitting on their lawn. <laughs> I actually saw a, uh, a video of um, this like crack addict taking a shit <laughs> behind the store, and then the store owner like just locked him in between the the bin and the the door that opened, and uh, demanded that he picked up his poop, and he just made the dude pick it up, and he walked off. Far out. Yeah. I don't know how he digressed from. Uh, the hey, serial flasher to this is just how conversations <laughs> work. That is true. That is true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Do you remember that, Aaron? The um, the politician yeah. that was a pooper. I don't remember the politician that was a. Pooper. That should be the name of the episode: Party Poopers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Um, I remember hearing reports of people just pooping in. No, but there was like a photo. I'll I'll send it to you if I can find it. There yeah. was like a photo, and it was like early morning, and it was like. Like almost like a TMZ expose, where it's like this bright flash on this scared politician taking a shit. There's no way that wasn't a headline party pooper. 
Yeah, that, oh, would, that would have, have to. That would oh, have, have to be, to be close. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, we might have to uh, move on to the 99 word stories. And if you're the new host, I'm going to have to hit up OC Jackson to just cross Hull's name out and put Gumby. Let's do it. Yeah. Or Mark Greenwood. <laughs> I don't think he wants to put his name to this just yet. <laughs> just yet, yeah. yeah. We'll see how we yeah. go. But, uh, yeah, we'll uh, tell our nine nine word stories after this. Luke Greenwood. 99 Red Word. Cocktail! Uh, so what, uh, the topics for this week is... Uh, Sailor in a courtroom. And I had mother in a ship. All right, I'm going to go first. Sailor in a courtroom. Please state your name, sailor, the judge said in a stern tone. General McFuckface, the sailor replied. The judge was not impressed by the smart-ass comments. Is that the truth, sailor? He responded. You want the truth? The sailor said angrily. You can't handle the truth. The judge was done with the courtroom antics and pulled out his gun. What is your name, sailor? The sailor pulled out a basketball and slammed dunked on his head. Pull the truth pierce, bitch, the sailor responded. The shame of being posterised caused the judge to, to turn the gun on himself. <laughs> There's a lot that happened in those 99 words there. Well, Paul Pierce is the truth. And then also a few good men. <laughs> and then the judge shooting this himself? Is, this is... Uh, yeah, I need to wrap, I need yeah, to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, tie it all up, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was one of those stories where I started it not knowing <laughs> where, where it was going. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Good challenge. Um, before jumping into my one, Mother yeah. in a Ship, I was uh, chatting to my partner about coming on and my 99-word challenge theme. And she said, oh, why don't you just tell the story about uh, being on the cruise ship with your grandmother? I said, oh, it's not, it's not, I don't want it to be a true story. But well, we'll, we'll just tell the true story of what happened. I'll tell the true story, but I'll also yeah, do my yeah. 90. And this is around the time, around the age group where you thought I was a delinquent and didn't give me a lift home when I, when I first yeah, met in you. In the fair line. Yeah. 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 So around that age group. So I, was, I think I was no, about 15 or 16. There was, just so the audience isn't confused, we were at Cottesloe Beach. Cottesloe Beach. And yep. I had the Ford Fairlane with two bench seats. Yes. I had the bench seat in the front so I could house six comfortably or <laughs> eight uncomfortably. <laughs> there wasn't eight of us. I think it was close to at least seven. Delinquents. I ne- no, no. The only delinquents was you and uh, you know who. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was between you and him and you lost the coin toss. Yeah, I did. I, I don't know who I should be madder at. Cause and then Robo vouch for you, which doesn't mean much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, is, should I be angry at some of my friends that all jumped in and just left me at Cottesloe Beach? Or should I be uh, more angry at you for choosing I mean, the wrong delinquent? Because the other guy... No, but he won. He won. But he who's, won. who's turned into a more bigger I mean, delinquent? <laughs> yeah, we know the yeah, answer yeah. to that. But it's... Uh, you know, everyone wants to ride in the fair lane, mate. Yeah. But, you know... So Not everyone yeah. has the privilege. So anyway, around that time so what, uh, of my life... this would life, be what, 2002? Uh, uh, no, before, I think about 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, I went on a cruise with my grandmother. Yeah. Uh, so I think I was fifteen or. At Wait, the time. is this uh, Australian grandmother? No, my or American. American, American. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was in the med- Mediterranean in the middle of their summer. Yeah. And she didn't believe that uh, sun cream was good for your skin, so I was banished from um, um, sun cream and and spent two weeks absolutely bright red. Going around the Mediterranean, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That was the the true story of being on a on a cruise ship with a with a what mother. Was your, what was your grandma's? You know, is she like the original like anti masker or? She could be. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> She's not alive anymore, so I don't know how she would have uh, gone with the masks. Did and she? The, did she have a reason why? She just thought it was bad for your skin. So obviously, getting. Viciously burnt is is wor- better for your skin than um, some protection. Well, tan was. I wasn't tanned. I was eventually. I was third degree burned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple of those. Yeah. Anyway, I'll jump into my ninety nine word uh, story. So, mother in a ship, gigantic white lost ship. You did was a lost ship. Ah, oh. technically, yeah, but I- who cares. You better lose that <laughs> shit. I better <laughs> lose it. Well, actually, that could play in well. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. You didn't send me the, the lost ship uh, element to it, or maybe I didn't read that. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, gigantic waves smash into the ship, tipping it back and forth like a punter stub- stumbling home from the pub. Mayday! Mayday! The ship's captain radios. We're taking water from severe weather. We've lost our cargo. Mayday! Mayday! Cut to four weeks later. An Armadale trade, he strolls into his servo for his 6am ritual of a sausage roll and a caffeine hit. He walks straight to the fridge, but it's empty. He yells to the store owner. The store owner responds, Mate, the ship carrying the mother lost all its cargo. Fish in the ocean have finally got their wings. The trade, takes a deep exhale and mutters, Wrong drink, idiot. Is that based on Robbo? Because Robbo used to always have that diet. Uh, could be based on on Robbo. The, the, the interesting thing is, I walked in today, and you got a can of mother in your hand. I do have a can of mother. It's uh, well, passion fruit mother. It's we didn't we didn't collude on that at all. It's my it's my jam. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love like that. So I interpreted mother as uh, the energy drink. If you didn't get that, uh, no, I didn't get that. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah, fuck yeah. So bit of a twist. Drink the mother. And next time, don't name drop sponsors until they give us money. <laughs> okay. That's how podcasts work. That's fair. Okay. I mean, Product. we did Mountain Dew last yeah. week. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Front placement. <laughs> and number two sponsors, maybe. Uh, Aaron, you got a story? I have written a story. Uh, I reckon he's done my topic. I have done Mother on a Ship. There you oh. go. All right. Lost Ship. Yeah, Lost Ship. See? Fuck, everyone's turned on me. Hell, Aaron. (laughs) Yeah, okay, so I've got Mother on a Lost Ship. Isla wakes on an old ship. She rolls on her side to see an ugly pirate lying next to her. Morning, lovey. This is bad luck, right? Aye, unlucky for the woman, that is. Isla looks for escape. There is none. The pirate whips out his peg penis. Wait, it's a telescope. What the hell is that? Oh, come on, love. You weren't so wriggly last night. Isla panics and snatches the telescope, jamming it down his throat. Ah! Screams Isla. <laughs> Chokes the pirate. <laughs> Not yet dead. He takes hold of the te- he takes hold of the telescope and wrenches it out, spurting blood everywhere. 
Was that 99? Because uh, yeah. like, what is oh, it? Uh, how many words does that constitute? That's one. Yeah, beautiful. That's absolutely one. Yeah. I could have gone. <laughs> oh, oh, then it would have been 99. See, because you you said last week that you cheated, and I think Gumby's pointed out that you cheated again. I didn't. You, I was squeezing another cheap. six words in there, except <laughs> you just. Like, <laughs> la, 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 la. It was just. It was one word, and I actually <laughs> saved one word for another word. I couldn't think of where to place it. For when you tell that story, can you put your head here? And just have like the the mouth move. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. That'll be. F- I'd like it. Time. I'll try it. I'll see how long it takes. It should be alright. Just no. Just do the Canadian. Uh, yeah, yeah. That South be Park. Fast enough. Oh, yeah. You know where the yeah. Uh, what is it? Forget Terrence the Phillips. Terrence Phillips. Terrence yeah. Phillips. Yeah. That should yeah. be easy enough. I'll try it out. Alright, so we've only got one uh, entry this week. No, it's tough topics. Yeah, we did also we filmed this on Tuesday, last episode. I think it was Tuesday last yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we didn't really give people much <laughs> yeah, time to get this. You know, so uh, and you you'll see her artwork when she comes on. Michelle always sends in uh, like some really awesome artwork, and yeah, a bunch of other people yeah, have been sending them in. Everyone gets a freebie for not putting anything in this week because of how <laughs> rough it's been releasing stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, totally excused that no one puts anything in this week. Uh, well, Cookie did. But we got Cookie. But that's only because I demanded it of Cookie. <laughs> Cookie's uh, our old faithful. He always... Always, uh, yeah. I've, I've You've seen Cookie? I've seen it. I saw him at the, the live show. Oh, uh, yeah. As well. <laughs> yeah, he was good live. It was good talking to him live because he's a proper stand-up comedian. But, uh, and you're not? No. <laughs> Uh, let's, uh, let's have a listen. Short story, sailor in a courtroom. A Popeye entered the courtroom trying to avoid the press scrimmage. He looked at one reporter and belched, and she smelt his lunchtime spinach. These proceedings were being covered by every news team in town. They wanted to see how his alleged assault on Bluto would go down. Olive Oil was in the gallery, and she smiled in his direction. He was momentarily distracted as his lawyer yelled, Objection! Is it true, the judge asked, that you gave Bluto a swipe? Yes, Your Honor, Popeye replied. The fat bastard sat on me pipe. <laughs> oh, I love the wink at the end too. The wink at the end, girl. Uh, yeah, that's really good. That yeah. just puts mine to shame. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. 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 He, he needed Popeye. To, oh, he needed the judge to kill himself. Then it's kind of like, Everyone's on the same I'd think then I'd think you and Cookie are colluding <laughs> <then>. <laughs> If both stories are ending with the judge shooting <laughs> himself randomly. Uh, do you have uh, random topics for us next week? A sponge in Japan. And you've got an audience member in the catacombs. <laughs> with a bone to pick. Which I'm surprised I even pronounced that properly. You did well. I'm uh, surprised that actually was the first thing that came up to you. Well, I was just thinking well. bone, 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 catacombs. Uh, but yeah, how did you like the first episode? Oh, I didn't mind it. Uh, I'm a bit disappointed in my artwork. A bit disappointed you didn't uh, appreciate my Clive Waterhouse uh, enshrining. Uh, but, well, no, know, it's the first one. So we, we'll give today a pass. Yeah, yeah. You know. You got, you know, you dip your foot in, and now next week you got to dive full in. That's fair. Don't uh, we're not here to hug each other's feelings. We're here to fucking <laughs> tell scary. Nathan stories. and yourself have never hugged uh, me, so it's a, probably a no, no, no. That's a bit deep and 
sad to leave leave the episode like that. No, but we drank a lot, so no, that's like uh, an Australian hug. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I guys, uh, big round of applause for Gumby. He will be here next week and the week after and the week after that. Thanks again for tuning in and make sure to catch up on previous episodes and subscribe on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Thanks, guys. Thank you. See you next week. See you. Ooh. Um.